The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We're going to talk a little NFL, a little NBA, and the Olympics are over, but yes, we're going to rehash that. We got all the lines from BovadaSportsBook.com. As usual, you're listening to the Functional Sportsaholics. Sam, buddy, how you doing? What is up, brother? Happy start of the week to you. Yeah, yeah. Early. I, I think this will probably be the new norm um, for a number of reasons. But yeah, it's uh, the, the weeks, you know, when you get older, the weeks just get, you know, more frantic as you get to the end of the week. So they get I think, shorter too, man. They get longer, but they get shorter, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, the days get longer, but the weeks get shorter. So exactly right. Sure. And so, like, yeah. you know, by the time when we usually try to record these on, you know, Thursday night or whatever, it's just like we've been so crazy and then we still got to finish up the week and we got to do this because you don't want to take, you know, like, you know, work and professional stuff into the weekend, but you got to get stuff done. And so by the end of the week, it's just, you know, you know, it's kind of a fire drill. So we want to get get through all that stuff as much as we can. So, no, it's it's good to do. It's good to do Monday. Plus, I'm always a little bit. And I, I stress a little bit more relaxed coming off the weekend, too. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm all right. I had to, uh, I had to take some, some head medicine because uh, I've been having, I don't know, probably like a three-week-long panic attack getting a little personal here. And it's, yeah. um, it's the weirdest thing, man. I was talking to my wife about it because she doesn't, you know, th- thankfully a lot of people don't deal with, um, you know, anxiety or depression. I have anxiety just real bad. Luckily, I don't have depression because the depression stuff goes, you know, to my, my siblings have, have to deal with that. I'm just glad I'm not sad and melancholy and all that. But, you know, I was explaining to her last night. It was just like, and Sam, you know, I was thinking about earlier in the week. Do you remember like when we were teenagers and we'd be driving in your car and I'd just be like, I think I'm going to die tonight. Yeah. Do you remember that? And like you and, and our, our other friend in the car, we get so mad at me. And like, I didn't know what it was when I was a teenager, but that's what it was. Like I was having like panic attack issues and I didn't know. And nobody really knew because nobody talked about it in like the nineties, you know? Right. And so yeah. like, that's, that's what it was. And so like, there's, for the most part for me, it's like a looming, like just sense of like something bad is going to happen. But lately it's been like health wise, like, like I'm like convinced that I'm either going to like, I guess it's the same thing, convinced I'm going to have a stroke or I'm convinced that I have, you know, some kind of disorder and all this stuff. And I like, usually these things last like a day or two and it's been three or four weeks just constantly. And I was telling my wife too, that, um, you know, it's, it's weird because when you get like that, or when I get like that, I'll go to sleep at night, and right when I start to fade off into sleep, which is usually a peaceful moment, I feel like I'm passing out, and I jolt awake. And so it's almost like I'm giving myself, like, sleep torture, you know. I I, I won't – subconsciously, I will not allow myself to fall asleep because I'm afraid I'm not going to wake up. I feel like I'm slipping off into all this stuff. So it's been plaguing me, absolutely plaguing me for – weeks um so you know i do have prescribed uh xanax so i ended up taking a xanax last night and i try not to take that stuff and i i did a couple weeks ago too it didn't do anything but last night i took it and i was able to relax for the first time in like you know probably weeks um this is after you and me were texting by the way last night yeah so i I mean it is crazy you know and and the thing is is like we weren't you know we grew up in a time where that just wasn't you know it was like oh you're just you know somebody's just sad or somebody or somebody's just you know it's a get over it yeah or get over it like 
you know, like I've never been, I, I never thought I was an anxious person, but like in big crowds, like, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, I just kind of get that way, especially like when there's just too much stuff. And I just have like this overwhelming feel of like, I just, I just need to leave. I yeah. just need to get out of here. And I've just never really figured that out. But as I've done like some, you know, searching, I'm like, no, I get anxious in those situations. So now like I understand what an anxiety feels like. Mm -hmm. Mine just might not be laying in my bed at night where I feel like right. there's a weight on my chest. But mine, I get that feeling when I'm somewhere that I don't want to be and I just want to leave, yeah. you know. Um, and so I'm able to understand that stuff a little bit better. And it, it, it sucks, man. I, I feel bad for people that have to deal with that, you know, on a constant you know, thing, because it's just not, a, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. And I've like, I've had a couple of, and I stress maybe like two or three like weekends where I've felt sad. And I know it's the, like the same thing. And like I said, thank God I don't have to deal with that because that was pretty miserable too. But I remember there was a weekend where my parents visited up in Chicago, you know, this is, you know, probably within the last couple of years and I was going through it and it's just like, I would be in bed and it's, it, again, it's hard to describe for people that don't have to deal with it. And if you don't, I mean, good on you. Great. You know, good for you, you know? Right. Um, but it's like, I physically, it felt painful to take the covers off of me. Like I had a physical reaction to taking the covers off of me and pushing through because my parents were in town. I don't see them that often pushing through going downstairs and, you know, putting on like a, you know, like a happy face you know, uh -huh. being, and I, I had no, like, if it was up to me, I would have been under the covers for probably three straight days because like it, it, like my skin hurt. It just hurt to get out of bed. So like there are yeah. physical sensations that come along with this stuff too. But like I said, thank God I don't deal with that because that is worse to just feel sad, you know? And yeah. Um, and I mean, I've had bouts of that throughout my life, you know, and that, you know, so I understand how that feels, but I can understand how, you know, the anxiety part feels too. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's just something that, you know, luckily we are still young enough where this is a thing where it's, it's accepted. You yeah, know, right. I can't imagine somebody going through this or having these feelings, you know, and, and the great depression time or things like that, or, mm. you know, the sixties or seventies and, and just being told, like, suck it right, up, get, get, get over it. Yeah. Like, what do you, you know? And now it's like, okay, like, we, you know, these, there's, there's chemical things that go on with us that, that we need to recognize and, you yeah. know, not just feel bad about ourselves, but how do we, how do we take care of that? Yeah. How do we treat that? You know? So. Yeah. So anyway, I'll probably be going back on uh, medication, you know, the regular stuff. Cause they, I, I say like the Xanax, the Xanax to me, because it's an opioid, you know, you, you don't want to screw right. around with that stuff. And I, do, I certainly don't. But, um, you know, sometimes you just need that, like that big boot reboot, right? right <laughs> you right. know? And so I took that, but it, you know, there's, there's like other medication that have been, been prescribed. I don't like to be on it, but certainly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with some stuff. So I gotta, I gotta go back on and get to talk to the doctor and kind of get my regular. Well, yeah. And you don't want that stuff to affect your other health, you know? Right. So we're like, yeah, I don't want to be on a medicine, but now like, you know, my, my heart's racing all yeah. the time or, you know, I'm stressed and, you know. Yeah, yeah, like I don't need my relief, you know? my brain yeah. to release with cortisol or whatever it is. I don't need I don't need that chemical stuff going in my body because that'll affect you as well. You right. know, it's like you could be a healthy person, but if your brain is releasing these chemicals to your body because you're stressed, it's like you're you know, it's like you're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. It's really it takes that same toll on your body. So right, you really gotta right. keep on top of your mind and all that. So 
Anyway, um, this is this is the age, I guess, now of, of athletes coming out and being kind of spokespeople for mental health. Obviously, we saw Simone Biles, which now I'm going to have to watch Simone Biles in the news. That's my own. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm going to have to watch Simone Biles now for the next 20 years because she's going to be a poster child. I'd rather Michael Phelps because he's he got on that earlier. Um, right. See him. Simone Biles, man, she just bothered me. Not because of, of her pulling out of the Olympics. Actually, I think that was very she knew she was struggling with something so she she pulled out and the team was able to win a silver medal good i'm i'm glad for that what bothered me about Simone Biles is she's the only person in the stadium pulling her mask down and screaming ah, it's just like okay Simone everybody's saying you're the goat just just wear the mask you know she's yeah. the only person not wearing the mask in the whole damn place it's just like yeah. even if you're anti mask still i mean everybody else is adhering to it just be one of the people for granted right, right. That bothered me. But anyway, back to the Olympics, though. So Bavada, <laughs> Bavada had um, – we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And Bavada had, um, you know, the USA um, winning the total medal count and winning the gold medal count. And I thought that they would lose to China in both of those. And they did end up coming back and winning. So shame on me. I was walking tall last week when we were talking, Sam. Yeah, you were. You know, I um, the total medals, I guess that makes a lot of sense. I am really surprised that they came back and won the golds because they were having, I mean, they were having a struggle with, um, not a struggle because it's the U.S. I mean, they won 30 medals in swimming, but they weren't getting a ton of golds in swimming like they always do. Right, right. And I thought like, okay, there's that because I knew, I knew track and field wasn't going to win a ton of golds, at least in the men, because... Right. You know, Jamaica in the sprints. Yeah, and they don't have, you know, we don't have their standout guy that we have had in the past. Right. You know, to even make it close, so Justin Gatlin or, you know, even going back to the Michael Johnson, that kind of stuff. You know, Jamaica is the, they are the, uh, the kings of the sprints. The kings. Um, and then, been, you know. Yeah, and the Bahamas apparently are very good in the longer distance runs. <laughs> you know, yeah. when I say longer, like short, long, like, uh, 400 you know 400 800 yeah so you got all these countries with these all that are like becoming more specialists so the u.s is good at pretty much everything in track and field and swimming but they weren't great in anything outside of dressel dressel and of course ledecky in in the swimming thing they're going crazy and there was another um there was another bavada line i was telling everybody to jump on i said you know get on this uh i said it was the 1500 turned out to be the 1800 i think her name was katie grimes so get on that 14 or 15-year-old. She ended up finishing fourth, so she didn't even medal. So, uh, again, last week I was walking tall, but it, it turns out I got wrong in a lot of stuff. Well, so. that girl is going to be my favorite going into the oh. next one. I mean, can you imagine being 14 and being in the Olympics, man? Like, Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it is It is crazy. And, you know, she's already swimming. I guess she's at a Las Vegas already swimming with, like, I don't know, one of the elite U.S. swim clubs and all that stuff. And she's going to be, yeah, next year, phenomenal. Like, she's, like, next Olympics, she'll be, what, 17? She'll win medals next year. That's what I'm saying, man. She can go for another 10 years after that, you know, if she sticks with, you know. I mean, I just couldn't imagine, you know, being in the Olympics at 14. 14, man, man. like how we were at 14. Yeah. Imagine being on that stage. I cannot believe, you know. Like, I would get nervous playing in a gym, you know, full of, you know, 30 people, I can't imagine being in the Olympics, you know, like with all the everyone watching you. I did miss the fans, though, this year. That I did. really like, especially for like the swimming events and, you know, things like that where you can kind of feel the momentum in the crowd. Um, I, I did miss that stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
I did as well. I missed, um, you know, it, track and field to me was the biggest. Yeah, the biggest route where I really missed them. Swimming was was there too, but because the camera is, the camera's on the pool for so much, and you can hear the crowd, and it's great. But in track and right. field, when they're coming around the corner, and you hear the crowd, but you can always see the crowd as well. That was right. a bummer to me um, that there weren't uh, people there. Not that I think they should have been there, but it was just a bummer, you know. It's just I think everybody in the world is just regardless of of your thought on yeah. everything, we're everybody's just ready for this thing to be over. Me, you know, right? Me and you, you know, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of like Florida, you live in Florida. I've been trying to get back to Florida for like a year now. I'm not going there. Yeah. <sighs> so it's uh, it's a bit of a bummer. Um, well, you know, I mean, it's just you know we're we're trying to trying to keep people uh, taken care of in our in our hospitals, and you know, I work in healthcare, and I. I went in to help a uh, help a facility this weekend, um, not to get paid for it, just to do it because I'm an employee. Um, mm-hmm. And I was working the tray line because, you know, um, they don't have enough employees to help, you know, do all the nutritional needs for all these uh, patients that oh, we so have. So you're helping prepare food and meals so and I, stuff. I, Friday night I worked um, from five in the afternoon until almost midnight. Um, bringing trays and, and filling trays and bringing them up to, to the floor, um, for, for patients. What do they do? Just, like, what does your work do? Just say, Hey, we, we need people who can do it. Oh no. It was basically my girlfriend, uh, is, you know, a, an right. administrator at this facility and, yeah. you know, uh, she was going to be working, um, because they need just any, any extra hands. And, yeah. you know, I asked if I, if I could do it, um, legally and even though I'm not being paid and, they gave the yes we'll t- we'll take anything you know as long as you are an employee so yeah. um that's the second time i've went in in the past two weeks uh the first time i went in to do isolation gowns uh to bring up to all the nurses and yeah. stock their uh rooms and stuff because they don't you know we're just everywhere short um period you know staffing in this country for a lot of places yeah. is is hurting but then you take staffing at a hospital that's at max capacity and you know, people are waiting, you know, over, you know, three days to even sniff at getting into bed. Yeah, right. Um, you know, they're kind of bursting at the seams. So, you know, trying to help wherever I can, you know, when I when I don't, you know, not being a parent and I'm not working on my regular, yeah. <laughs> my regular job, you know, but just trying to try and do something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went to I was at the hospital um, early last week and. Right. You know, I went. I was in the ER. I was trying to get seen for something, and um, they uh, they told me two hours, which I was like, okay, two hours. I was like, frankly, I thought it was going to be four, so I was like, okay, I'm 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 good with two hours. And then I sat there, and I'm about five hours in. Meanwhile, like everybody, everybody who's sick was showing up to to this hospital, and the waiting room is just filling up and up and up. And finally, I go talk to the people. I'm like, look, you know, somebody told me to. I I wasn't mean about this at all. Um, because I know I know the situation, right? right. Everybody's short staffed. It's it's just hard. So I said, look, you know, y'all told me two hours. Um, you know, clearly I'm not big enough a big enough emergency to be seen right now. It's like, what's realistically what's what's going on? He's like, yeah, there's still 12 people in front of you. This is after about four and a half hours. It's like <laughs> there's still 12 people that he said there are 12 people that have been waiting longer than you, and we have to of course prioritize people that come in. You know. You know, like if a right. gunshot victim comes in, they're going to see that gunshot victim, right? It's the ER. Right. So he's like, he's like, the guy goes, honestly, it's going to get worse before it gets better. 
you know, it's going to be probably another four to five hours. And at that point, it was just like I had people who were, had already been diagnosed with COVID and they were going in there to get their bed that were waiting six hours, you know, yeah. having breathing yeah. issues and were just like, you know, not dying like in the in the real sense, but they were like dying with just like, oh, gosh, oh, man, get me out of here. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting bad. Yeah. You know? And, and I mean, we're not even in a bad spot, so. Sam. No, and I mean, regardless of your stance or whatever, I mean, all I could tell you is out of all the people that have been coming into the facilities that I work for, 95% of them are unvaccinated. The 5% that are coming in are people that are already vaccinated, but just have other symptoms, you know, or other things going on mm-hmm. um, that they need to come in. So, I mean, all I can say is, you know, please, please be safe out there. Yeah, you know, I... um and you know we've we've talked about it, not because this is about the second time we're talking. This is t- ending up a, to be a health podcast, a mental health <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a COVID <laughs> PSA or whatever. But you know, I, I I try to explain to people who are just like you know shrugging things off. I don't know because I've I, I've had experience working in retail technology, so you know forecasting and these and that. And I say, you know, health wise, look if you look at the numbers and you see the death rates. Right, because this is what people will say. I was like, "Oh, you know, it's it's a flu. It's just like a bad flu," which it's true. And I say, "Look, it's not that the virus for healthy people like me and you, Sam, and like a lot of people listening. It's not that the virus is likely going to impact us. It's not likely that it will, right? Right. But I say, you know, it's also if you go into a crowd of people and shoot an arrow up into the air." It's likely not going to fall on you, but it's going to fall on somebody, and it's going to be random, right? Right. I don't like to go in crowds of people that are shooting arrows into the air. That's I don't. That's not a. That's not a crowd I want to be in, right? So, right. but what I do say is it's a supply chain issue, and I remember having a big argument with Brad on the Get Paid podcast about this because he was, you know, either just everybody mask or nobody mask, and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, well, first of all, everybody mask. He's like, we've tried that. I said, well, no, we haven't as a country tried that because right. from the get go, half the country would refuse to wear it because of leadership, right? Right. And I say, look, regardless of all that, regardless of the political stance, what you have to understand, and this is what this is what a lot of the naysayers out there, I think, have still to this day failed to understand. It's a supply chain issue. And what I'll say is this: I've had pneumonia. Have you ever had pneumonia, Sam? I have. Okay. So let me ask you this. And this is what I tried to explain to Brad. I don't think it really got through to him either. But if you had pneumonia, let's just say, okay, you wake up, you're having trouble breathing. What do you do? What's your first step when you have pneumonia? You go to the doctor? Right. Okay. What does the doctor tell you when you have pneumonia? Like, what? what it, how does that visit go? What does the doctor say to you? Probably tells you. To, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I think probably to rest. Rest? Um, Medicine? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of medicine does he give you? Oh, it's uh, anti, uh, antibiotics. Uh, antibiotics, yeah. Okay. So let's pretend that you have pneumonia. You go to the hospital because you're breathing bad. A doctor says, um, you need antibiotics. You say, okay, great. Where can I pick them up? He says, we're out. That right. guy got the last one. What do you do? That's the yeah. point. Right, it's, and then you go into the hospital, and then you go to the hospital. Hospital says, hey, "Sorry, sorry, all of the antibiotics are Miami." Right. We had to ship them to Miami. Higher, higher density. They're having abortion pneumonia problem. You can't have any pneumonia. You can't. You can't have antibiotics. 
What the hell do you do? That's the point. This is like when India, when it got so bad, they were going to the hospital, they ran out of oxygen, Sam. Right. It's a supply chain issue. If so many people get sick at the same time and flood the hospital, you can't see a doctor, you can't get a bed, and you can't get medicine. That's the danger. And that's when the percentage of deaths go from, say, 1% or 2% or whatever it is, to 10 to 20%. And that's why Italy got nailed. That's why New York mm-hmm. City got nailed. And it is worse in the bigger cities, but it's worse everywhere. Supply chain's an issue. And so, like, right. when you go to the restaurant— like, and this is, this is, you know, this is the way America is, right? You go to the restaurant, you can't figure out why your busboy isn't picking your dishes up as fast, or you can't figure out why the table isn't clean as fast, or you can't figure out why the waitress or waiter didn't see you as quickly. Right. It's because there's a supply chain issue with staffing. It's impacting right. everything in the globe. And if people just got vaccinated, everything would be so much better. But that's where we are. Right. I mean, and we wouldn't be in this situation if it, you know, when the vaccine came out, if, if people would have just gone yeah. regardless of your, you know, thing. If And if you're not going to get vaccinated, stay home then. Yeah. Like stay home. Don't go anywhere. It's it's like, really it's really just honestly to me, it's just a mathematical thing. You know, X percent is going to happen. X percent goes to the hospital. This is the portion of your supplies that are going to be depleted. I'm talking about medicine. I'm talking about staff. I'm talking about everything. And then if there's more and more people coming, then the depletion is going to come quicker and nobody's going to get any help. Yeah. And where the bad part is, is, you know, then you're going to have a car accident and somebody's going to need to go, well, you know what? We don't have a bed. We don't, yeah. we don't have an ER. Impacts we don't have everything. any of these things. Right. So like, and then, and then the people that are fighting this. that we use hospitals or emergency care for stuff is now being used for people that just wanted to be defiant yeah. and not do it. And a lot of the people are saying, I wish I would have just gotten it. Well, yeah, when awful. they get sick, they do. It is awful. It is. I know. And it's awful. You yeah. know, and it's like, well, now it's too late. Like, we can't just give it to them. Poof. Like, now you're going to feel better today. Yeah. Like it's, you know, yeah. So it's just crazy. Yeah. And it's, it really is like, I, I really, I just look at it like pure math, you know, pure math, but you know, yeah. I mean, we've been through school. A lot of people don't understand it. So exactly. Anyway, um, let's see what else we got. Oh, a preseason, <laughs> preseason started this week. It was funny. Cause I forgot there was a game one. Completely forgot. I Dude, saw, man. I didn't even see that. When who played? Was that Thursday night? Yeah, it was Thursday. It was Hall of Fame weekend and Hall of Fame weekend. Okay, I, yeah, I saw the Hall of Fame stuff. Okay, and you know, I yeah. didn't. Um, it, not that I'm a big better on preseason. I didn't look at you know Bavada to see what the odds are. Um, but here's the thing with the Hall of Fame game, right? It's the extra game, and I know this season there's going to be less preseason games because of the CBA. There's more regular season, less preseason games, so it's fine. Um, and so, you know, starters, certainly in, in the Hall of Fame game, they like the starting quarterbacks never play. So the big thing is, you know, I got to look at Najee Harris. He looked good. Um, he's, you know, it's a confirmation of what I expected to see. The offense it was a confirmation for Pittsburgh, what I expected to see. Dallas, I'm not worried about. Dak Prescott wasn't playing. Um, they're not going to roll him out until maybe next week or the week after. Um, you know, they're certainly not going to risk his injury after what happened last season. So, yeah, but the Hall of Fame game, I feel like they need to move Hall of Fame weekend instead of kicking off preseason. I feel like they need to have it, like, if if they want it to be a big game, they need to have it in the middle of preseason when starters are playing. Right. Because we got Ben DiNucci and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, who's the guy? Who's the ex-Washington uh, quarterback? The guy I always rail on. Um, Kirk Cousins? 
No, no, no. The the oh. guy that got caught, the rookie was taking a selfie. Oh, uh, what's his name? Hawkins or something. I can't even remember. Yeah, a guy from Ohio State, right? Yeah, yeah and, and State, that's yeah. that's how irrelevant he is now. But he was yeah. he got a bunch of snaps and all that, and <laughs> just I laugh, you know. And I, I go back, and you know, I, I have to watch the. Oh, by the way, uh, fantasy football almanac and draft guide available on Amazon dot com. Check the show notes below. Um, you still got time to get in on that, baby. Get in on the free updates. But I have to. I have to watch the preseason games to to make sure. But for me, it was all about Najee Harris. Is he going to look good? He's going to look bad. His stat line wasn't impressive, but you know he was better on, on you know watching the game. So that's that's why I watch the games because if I saw a stat line at three point one yards per carry, I'd be like, Ugh. but um, but he did pretty well. So I give it give it up for him. He did well. Um, but yeah, man, that that went. But the good news is this week we kind of have the full slate of preseason games, and we'll probably see like the quarterbacks and the starting offenses play like a full quarter. This week and then next week we'll probably get a half, and then uh, in three weeks we're probably not you know maybe back to a quarter or not at all as they rest up for the rest of the year. But and then there's a two week gap between um, between the last game and the NFL season, so that's good. Yeah, but that uh, that's out. There. That's crazy, man. That's crazy that that came up <laughs> so quick. I was like, so are there games this weekend? Or oh yeah, we, we, yeah, full yeah. slate, full slate, full everybody's slate. playing. Preseason. So, how many preseason games? So fill me in on this. What are we? What uh, three are we preseason at? games per team, okay. and then the Cowboys and the um, Steelers get that extra game because they were on Hall of Fame weekend. Peyton Manning got inducted yesterday. I saw that. Yeah. I saw yeah. I saw Aaron. Uh, I saw uh, Tom Brady was front and center, getting a lot of the TV time. Yeah, they gave him a lot of booze because of the the rivalry and all the Manning fans and all that. And I think he, you know relished it brady's oh, like brady's that. in like a an fu tour which i'm he kind really of enjoying is, man he's in the you know nfg you know <laughs> tour right now he's gotten some like freedom outside of the uh the patriots camp and he's just like you know what we're gonna have fun with these last few years and you're gonna see a lot of you see a lot of wild stuff from me it's like me my senior year of high school i didn't give crap about anything <laughs> you know it's like let's yeah. just walk through make sure the grades are there and i i'm not i don't care about anything i'm just gonna do me that was a beautiful senior year and not that i was a big social butterfly in fact i'm the opposite you know me but man i just had nothing but fun my senior year of high school it was like it was, and college for that matter like it's basically that that until i had children was my whole walk of life it was just like i don't <laughs> care man I'm on island time. I'm gonna do me. If you don't like it, you can. You know, we can. We can part ways. Yeah, it's a good way to live, man. <laughs> then I had kids, and I started having panic attacks. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're worried about other things. Other, yeah, of course. You, know, you got other. You got other things to worry about. Yeah, it's not so. just me anymore, right? It's uh, yeah. other people are more important than me, which is uh, yeah. that was not how I lived the, uh, you know, the previous let's say 15 years. I don't know, yeah. 18 years or something like that. So. Yeah. But, uh, but it was a beautiful run, you know, moving moving to different states and just being like, I don't like it here. I'm going to move there. I'm going to move there. No, nah, I'm going to move back that. to Florida. No, I'm going to move man. up to yeah, Illinois. you did do that. You were like, oh, I'm just going to move to California. Oh, I'm just going to move to Chicago. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm like, when? Oh, next week. That's how it went. That was it. That was it you man. did have a run, man. This guy lived on, I don't know how many different places you lived in a you know about a six-year span 
I, even a two-year span, I one time, I swear you were at like one place for like two months, another place, another month. No, you're right. I, I don't remember yeah. it anymore. But... It was pretty impressive. I, I think you had lived like since you had moved out of your parents' house. Like at a certain point, you had lived in like 19 different <laughs> spots or something. You're exactly right. I remember that. I remember like I that. moved every two months, on average, every two months over like a three-year span. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when people, t like, ask me to move, I'm just like, yeah, I can do it. You know what happens is people ask me to move, and it's so inefficient. I think, like, I'm an expert in moving because I move so many times. Yeah. I'm a one-load mover, and I can, like, get, like, like really heavy stuff. I can move upstairs myself. Like, really heavy stuff. Upstairs. No problem. Just me. I can get it done. To this day, I'm getting old, man, but I can still get that done. Yeah. It's a skill. Oh, you had a run, man. I did have a run. run, man. That was a lot of moving, dude. Lot dude, of moving. I'm like now. I'm like, look, I'm thinking about how many places I like visited you in or <laughs> came over to, and I'm like, yeah, you lived there. Yeah, you lived in this guy's like basement thing, and then some other random person thing downtown Orlando. Um, yeah, you were all over the place. I was all over the place. There is a place. There, the last place I lived in Florida, you know, for two months or whatever before I moved to Illinois. Um, that place I, in like Winter Park, College Park area? It was like College Park, one? and to this day, like I try to remember how to get there. I couldn't. Maybe if I was on the road, I'd be able to figure it was like out. An old craftsman, I remember that. Like, I think your walls were pink in maybe. your room, but it had like it had like the old like old woodworking. It had yeah. old wood floors. School it was house. a really cool. It was a cool. It was a cool. It was a cool spot. Yeah, uh, it was short lived. I think I only went there once because then you were gone again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> to remember that. That wasn't a place I like to bring people around either. Yeah. The people I was living with were a little weird. <laughs> it was a weird. That was a that was a weird group, man. Because you had it ended up being some people I knew from church, but you have like the the like the really I don't know, the, let's call them the really zealous people. Which you know, I'm I'm not that, but I'm purposely not that. Like it's I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but let's just say like you know, if alcohol came out, like if somebody wanted to have a beer, it was like the big deal, right? You had yeah. one of those people in there. Then you had a, a girl that was like kind of bringing guys over quite a bit, and that so then th that dynamic was really bad because they were friends, but then you know the zealous person didn't like them. Then I had a lawyer there that was like bringing home. A, a, like a new girl like every night but they all looked the same so then i met one of them I'm like oh i met you before and she's like no you didn't i'm like oh okay i thought i met you at you know so i had i remember covering very well but i remember thinking oh gosh like she's a clone because <laughs> it was like the, I, I just yeah. met her like the, the other one like two days ago i'm just like they yeah, look the exactly the same but you know he has a type right and then you had yeah. me who was just trying to get out of there because i'm always yeah. getting out of everywhere so no, I didn't like bringing bringing. I don't think you ever put even sheets on the bed. You're like, oh, I'm not going to be here that long. <laughs> it's pretty much that. It was really like I was living in a storage unit those years. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Anyways, yeah, um, good times. NBA, oh, uh, men's men's basketball. So of course, you know, Bovada had uh, men's Olympic basketball team. Um, you know, ready to roll for uh, for the gold medal, and I was. I was thinking that they were going to lose, but I thought they were. I thought they would lose to Spain. But when I saw that they drew Spain in the quarterfinals, I'm like, they're not going to lose in the quarterfinals. I thought they would lose in the semis to somebody, but they had a good draw. I can't remember. Was it Serbia they had in the semis? 
or was yeah, it France? But, I mean, usually, well, they had France. No, they had France in the finals. Okay, so um, Serbia, I think. Yeah, but I mean, Serbia is a decent team. Yeah, yeah, Serbia is I mean, very good. Yeah, so, um, I mean, thank God for Kevin Durant. Like, if they didn't have Kevin Durant, they wouldn't have won. And if they hadn't got those guys from the finals, um, J. Ru Holiday and um, Booker, Kevin Durant won. Yeah, they won the. Mm. They, yeah, I mean Booker played really yeah. well too, but. Um, those two guys saved them. <laughs> they were, uh, they were just really missing a point guard. Um, and the, the games that they were losing up to, up to the, you know, um, up to when they made that run is, and then uh, holiday came on the team and just kind of settled everything down because they were trying to play Dame Lillard at point guard. And mm. He's just not a point guard. Yeah, you right. know, he's a, uh, you know, he's a, he's a shoot first guy and that's the way that, you know, he's effective and, when you have a whole team of shoot shoot guys on the team, it's it's hard to get a rhythm going. Yeah, right. You know? So, um, but I, I, you know, good for them. I'm glad they pulled it off. It would have been really embarrassing. I, yeah, I would have felt really bad for Popovich at the end of his career if he would have went to uh, the Olympic Games after taking over for Coach K and um, and uh, laying an egg and getting a bronze medal or something. That would have been that would have been embarrassing. So I think. Uh, yeah. I think that worked out well. Worked out well for them. Yeah, women's soccer, you know, kind of. Yeah, I saw that coming though. Who ended up winning the gold? I didn't even see who won the gold. Was it Sweden? Uh, shoot, I don't know. It was, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because Canada, Canada beat the U.S. So it was Canada yeah. or somebody. I'm assuming Sweden. I, I I regret not going on Bavada and betting on um, betting on Sweden just because I just didn't. Th- you know, it just didn't look like the U.S. had it. Maybe that's a team that I think was missing the crowd. Yeah, for sure. Because they just couldn't get it together, and it seemed like they couldn't get motivated on the field to get it together. Yeah, they looked really herky-jerky. They looked like, you know, they're obviously a team that, you know, just doesn't play all the time with each other. They just looked out of, they looked out of sync. Mm. And I think they have, um, they have some, some rock stars, some celebrities on that team now, and I don't know how much of that, you know, yeah, true. Um, has kind of – you know, made these other teams just like, I want to beat the crap out of this team. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't have a problem with Megan Rapino, but I know a lot of people that do and they see the purple hair and the stuff and they're like, I just, I, I'm yeah. not losing to this chick. You Outspoken know? Uh, out there all the time. Right. I, I could, again, like I, I'm with you. I don't have any problem with her, but I could so totally see how you, you would want to crush. Yeah. You know, if I was her. playing against her, I'd be like, I don't like, I hate you. You know, like, and I got to say, like Alex Morgan, like I'll see her in the press every now and then, and she just seems like a pretty crummy person. (laughs) You know, like really, like, like spoiled, like brat, like everything that I hate about people, like, right? You know, like I'm better than you type mentality. So I could really see like wanting to stick it to her. I know she was coming off the bench a lot during the uh, during the tournament too, which actually made me happy. Yeah, you know, some of these she's kind of past her. Yeah. Her, her prime, you know, um, had their time. I think they need to they need to start bringing up a younger new crop. I mean, even Rapino is older. You know, I think a lot of these players are starting to time out a little bit. So um, well, they need I, to start infusing some new new blood into that team. Yeah, and I also think that um, that there's legitimately um, other countries are catching up because they're investing more in women's sports. I think the big thing, like when we were growing up and younger and everything, the USA was really the only one investing 
in like there might have been a, another country or two, but in England, women weren't even allowed to play soccer until the seventies. Right. Like legally, right. they were not allowed to play soccer until the nineteen seventies. Like right. what? Really? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> just weird. Yeah, I mean, we we'd say, you know. So now teams are catching up. And I mean, that's just gonna be the way that it's gonna go. I mean, I think, you know, in twenty years there's gonna be a lot of sports that we've kind of dominated at that we're gonna not be, you know, not be elite at. Yeah, like I mean, Australia had a had a uncharacteristically strong year, but they'll have one every like four Olympics. They'll have a cycle, right. and so that's why the USA didn't dominate golds because all these Australians were like, you know, eating in. They you get uh, Titmus uh, eating into Katie Ledecky's golds. I remember, you know, Ledecky, of course, you know, Bavada has. Ledecky is, you know, the odds-on favorite, and she ended up winning the 15, which I don't think that was any, you know, surprise. But um, I think she probably won the 800 as well. She did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, people are just catching up. Other countries are catching up. They're, they can build their own program and be specialists in their own sport. Like in China, you cannot beat China diving. You can't. And the USA right. used to win diving. They, they can't anymore. They can't. Yep. It's, it's and, too much. And we're also not having people like leave other countries to come over here to be um, yeah. an American citizen so that they can be on the best team. Now they'll come and train here, but or wherever. And like sprinters. Go back and rep- yeah, represent their country. Yeah, there's sprinting team or even the long distance. They'll come and they, they all live in Oregon. You know, yeah. um, like all those all those Ethiopian runners, they all live in Oregon <laughs> and they train like on all the Nike stuff and with all those people. And then they, you know, they but yeah, yep. they're not getting American citizenship to run for America. They're, they're running for Ethiopia. Yeah. Right. Know? And, you know, so I don't really have a ton else to talk about, man. You got anything? Nah, man. Unless you want to dive into some more medical stuff, but I think you know, <laughs> the few few people that are probably still listening give you twenty cc's of yeah. sports talk, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, nah, I think I think we can end it there. Uh, well, Sam, you're going on a, an adventure. We'll talk about that next week. I can't wait to talk about that. Best yes, of sir. luck. Thanks, um, buddy. When do you get back? Uh, Sunday. Evening. Okay. All right, so we'll talk early in the week next Hopefully week. Hopefully a champion. Hopefully a champion. Hopefully a champion. We'll bucket, see. The bucket list item of all bucket list items. I can't wait to talk to you about it. So stay safe. Yes. You know, stay focused. And uh, I look forward to hearing the story, man. I'm happy for you. Oh, well, I'll send, oh, well, I'll send the group text and pics and stuff. Awesome, dude. All right, man. On that note, Sam, best of luck. We'll talk to everybody Thanks, next week. Be good. Be good. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they beat. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Touch your mic, get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are all it. Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. 
Reppin' the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are holy.